Welcome to Gateway Church's Sermon of the Week, where our goal is to equip the believer to do the work of the ministry. We hope that you enjoy this week's sermon by the senior leader here at Gateway Church, Pastor Chris Monahan. I want to talk about stepping forward, all right? And just as our theme for this year of stepping into our destiny as a church and as a people, that this is the season that God has placed us in, and uh, let's get ready. I want us to be excited and give you guys a little bit of a couple tools that I believe that the Lord wants to give us in this time, and uh, you know, what I'd like to do, does anybody else do this? Maybe I'm just weird. Well, I know I'm weird, but I always find this a good thing. Like during, if it's 2021, you go and look through the Bible and try to find all the verses that are 20 not 21. So, you know, like Psalms 2021. Oh, there's not one of those. Or Genesis 2021. Am I the only weird one that does that? Um, it's fun. You should do that. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. You're just reading the Bible. I'm not saying that there's any extended revelation, but hey, why not? You know? Um, so I wanted to give you uh, the 2021 for this year. There was two of them, and I'm not sure which one to go with. So can you guys help me out? Because I have two that are competing right now that I, I want to make the uh, 2021 uh, verse of the year. Is that all right? And we'll just do a vote today. Is that okay? Okay, so the first one is Job 2021, okay? There was nothing left after he had eaten, therefore his prosperity will not endure. Okay, how many want that one for 2021? Okay, anyone? Okay, no one. Okay, well, let's, let's try the next one, and, and we'll vote again. And see if we'll, this one will work, okay? Let's do John 20, 21 and see if we get a little more uh, uh, yeses for this one. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. How many want that one for 21? All right, good. All right, do we need to do a count or you think we're good? All right. But I want to I just talk a little bit about uh, the situation we're in, um, you know, we, we had uh, the, what they call that, the inauguration this week. A lot of things happening in our nation, um, you know, and it's, it's right in front of us. You know, there are challenges that we see. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that today. You know, people tell me all the time, I wish you'd stop talking about politics. Man, I'm telling you, like, government and the Bible go hand in hand. I mean, how we're governed. We're not, it's not a fight between Democrat and Republican. It's a fight between Marxism and Christianity right now. So it, there's, a, there's a huge difference. It's really not political. It's just this is the mindset of government that's coming in that's godless, and we need to fight back. We need to, I'm not saying we get violent and go on the streets and riot. I don't even think we know how to riot. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm just saying we need to stand up and step up, and maybe God is calling us in, a, in this season not just to pray, and I'm all for prayer, but to also act. And what is he, how does he want us to act in this season? Because sometimes it's easy. Well, we prayed about it, and we fasted about it, and we did that. I know there was many, so many people were praying and fasting and believing. But maybe God is saying, okay, now I want to send you into some place that you haven't gone before. And where you're going to experience things and face things that you haven't faced before. And maybe God's expecting more from us than just prayer and fasting. Awful quiet in this place today. I'll just pray, Pastor. I mean, but sometimes prayer, you know, there's times in the Bible where, where the Lord said, get off your face and do something. 
you know, Moses was crying out, and God said, get up and go raise your staff over the sea. Stop praying. <laughs> I wrote a book called All About Prayer, and I did one, one chapter that said, when you need to stop praying. Doesn't make sense for a prayer book. But how many know there's times when God says, stop and act? And maybe this is the season that God's calling us not to stop praying, but to also be sent out into places we haven't gone before. Let our voices be heard where our voices haven't been heard before. Because how many know that in our voice there's authority? And the enemy wants us to be operating in the deaf and dumb spirit, the deaf and mute spirit. And that means that we, he says, you're not hearing from God and you can't speak for God. That's called the deaf and mute spirit. We shouldn't be operating in the deaf and mute spirit. We are his sheep. We hear his voice. And we need to be his voice on the earth. Psalm 29, I believe it is. No, it's in the Psalms. But it talks all about the voice of the Lord. What it does. It crushes the enemy. It breaks cedars. It's powerful. And God wants to declare through us and speak through us. But it's in this season that we need to step forward into that. Am I making sense this morning? So I'm confident that God is about to do something. I believe this is the year of the local church. This is the time. This is our season. But it's going to require us to step out and step forward and move forward. In prayer a few days ago, he began to show me that he was going to be increasing our shoe size. Which is strange. Aren't you glad? Now, I don't know about you, but there's some things I just thank God about. Aren't you glad that your shoe size doesn't change when you gain weight or when you lose weight? See, no one has ever thanked God for that before. But imagine how difficult that would be. So when our, when our shoe size grows, where is the gospel? The gospel, it's, it's the peace that is on our feet, according to Ephesians chapter 6. That what are the shoes... In, in Ephesians 6, where it talks about the spiritual armor, the shoes are the peace. Now, unfortunately, if you're like me, we have always viewed peace, the peace of God, like Jesus said, peace I give to you. Like he's giving us peace. He's the prince of peace. But we view peace as the absence of chaos. Oh, it's just so peaceful. Here's my iced tea, slurping it next to the pool on the lazy river, the birds are chirping in the background, and everything's just peaceful. That's not peace. So peace is not the absence of chaos, but it, peace is the authority you have in the midst of chaos. So peace, I'm telling you, every time... Ugh, I want to, like, change the word peace in the Bible because I just think it's got a bad rap. It's like peace, and it's just fluttery. Instead of peace being a weapon of mass destruction. I don't know how to put that in the Bible, though. You know? Love, joy, chaos-crushing stuff. I don't know. You hear me? Like, we have... We don't understand peace. I don't understand peace. But we need to... We need to look at peace in a different way in this season. That when God puts his peace on us, we walk into the midst of chaos and we crush it. Because that's what his peace 
does inside of us. You know, it's time the church, you and I, you know, we, we stop like trying to say, oh, which the chaos would go away. And instead, we are able to like walk into that place of chaos and watch things shift. You know, peace is the, the crocking of the clash of the titans, you know. Release the kraken. That's the peace of God. That's pretty good, isn't it? Got to have that British accent. But, it, but when we release the peace of God, and I've been convicted because how many times, you know, we pray for people all the time, and we're just saying, you know, what are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling power, man. I just felt some shift. I, I felt a shake. I felt a jolt. We're like, yeah, awesome. God, you're moving. And then someone says, how are you feeling? Well, I feel peace. I'm like, oh, crap. Didn't work. We'll pray again. You know, that was my mindset like two years ago. Oh, you feel peace? Oh, Hmm. Instead of going, yeah, peace is crushing sickness inside of you. Am I convincing anybody today? I don't know. I'm just trying because, because that word peace has just been, you know, neutered or something. It's just got no power. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I don't know. It's just got some power, got some guts to it. All right. So Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Come on. Like he's giving us this authority to devour chaos wherever we walk. So we don't have to be afraid of when all things go to hell around us. We don't have to be in turmoil. I'm like, hey, man, I got peace. I got peace in the midst of chaos. And wow, it's so good because then the enemy's like, well, now what do I do? I've just turned this world upside down. And he's still got peace. He's still, because when things start going haywire, what we have to look at it is, God, you're about to do something great. Now, this is a five-year program, I'm going to tell you, because you're going to be hit with trials, and you're going to forget what I told you, but eventually I'm going to keep talking, and you're going to keep listening, and, and you're going to finally, one day, we're going to get this together, where when trials come, we're like, ooh, good, something is about to happen. Because this is the enemy trying to, to shut us down. You know, a few weeks ago or a few months, it was a few years ago we, when uh, we had a guest speaker here, and the place was full, and we were getting ready to lead worship. And, you know, we just go, th we don't try to, like, hype things up here. We're just like, okay, God, what do you want to do today? So we did everything normal the way we usually do it in our worship team, and, and we were just going for it, and it was horrible. It was like one of the most difficult worship services I ever had. After the first song, I was like, oh, God, please let this end. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, what's going wrong? I remember my son walked in, and he, you, I, could, I looked at him, and he was just like, and I'm like, oh, great. That's encouragement. Like, yeah, don't give us dirty looks when you're out there. Just fake it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, something was really wrong. And, and I, I was like, and I went home that night thinking, man, I failed. You know, I was driving home. But then I began to talk to myself. You know, people say you're crazy if you talk to yourself. You actually will go crazy if you don't talk to yourself. And so I began to think, okay, the devil just emptied out everything he had on me tonight. Every, every soldier he could send in, every, everything he could do, he did tonight. That means that he's got nothing for tomorrow and the rest of the conference. Hallelujah. Because the devil is on a budget. 
The devil's on, God's unlimited, but the devil is on a budget. So I came in the next day, and I was honestly, I was still shaking because I thought, man, that was demonic. Like, that was horrible. Like, we did everything we normally do. You know, there was nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I'll tell you, but right when we started playing the next day and the next morning, the power of God came so mightily over this place that the electricity started going in and out. You remember that, Darren? The electricity started going whoosh. Like, it actually went out at one time. And it was the most powerful couple hours of worship. There's people all over the floor just shaking under the power of God because <laughs> the devil's on a budget. But what happened? We have to get in that mindset, God, you're about to do something, and this is why you unleashed hell at me the night before, and I'm going to watch and see what you're going to do. And some of you may feel like that right now, but just try to look at it that way, and we're going to make it through, I'm telling you. I want to share this morning about the story about Adonijah, and this was a son of David who assumed the throne without the rightful authority. Because I believe we're in that situation right now in our country. We had an inauguration this week, and I looked at this inauguration, and I said, you know what? It is almost as if that this is just a charade. Because when you look and you see that this was not a group of people that came into office legitimately. And this is something that has happened previously in the Bible. And so we're going to look at the story of Adonijah today because we have to walk in this season in caution. If someone is elected with following the Constitution and allowing this election to, to uh, be legitimate, it's a different story. doesn't matter who's there. I honor that, respect that, promote it. But I will not congratulate the Biden administration because it was not an administration that got to the White House legitimately. So I will not congratulate them. And I will be praying that God will expose the evil in our nation and expose the corruption because it's there. It's there. It's clear. But most many people don't want to see it. And so for us, for all of us, as we move forward, we have to look at these items in Scripture too. That there was a son of David who came to the throne, but he wasn't called to sit on that throne. The Bible says this in 1 Kings 1. It says, Now King David was old and advanced in years, and although they covered him with clothes, he could not get warm. <laughs> so here, King David is the king, and he has appointed a son, his son named Solomon, to assume the throne. But he had another son named Adonijah that took the throne that said, I will be king. And the first thing I want to write down here is the church is undermined. This is a season where the church has been undermined. We see this in 1 Kings 1.5. Now Adonijah, the son of Haggith, exalted himself saying, I will be king. Think about that. This is something he said, I will be king, though he was not the legitimate heir to that throne. And it says, and he prepared for himself chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. Now I want to look at the word undermined because this is a season where the foundations of our society are being attacked. And the word undermined actually means to dig or excavate beneath. So to make it collapse, lessen the effectiveness, 
power or ability or especially gradually or insidiously. That's what happens when something is undermined. And that's what's happening into our government. Psalm 11.3 says that the foundations are destroyed. What will the righteous do? This is what the enemy is going after is our foundations. It's not a political issue, my friend. It's a foundational issue. When you can't walk or send your daughter into a bathroom and wonder who's in there, what gender's in there, that affects us, my friend. That affects our morality. It affects our mindset. It affects our safety. And the church has to have a voice in that. This is not Republican-Democrat. This is a whole new system of a godless, uh, anti-biblical society that the church has to stand up to and say, no, no, this is wrong. And this is what is, the enemy is going after is our very foundations. But it's interesting because Anijah said, Adonijah said one day, I will be king. And guess what he did? Then he put on an inauguration. He invited people. He invited all his brothers and the king's sons and all the royal officials of Judah. But he did not invite certain people because it wasn't legit. It wasn't a legitimate inauguration. I don't know if you watched it. They said there was 10 million people who watched it. And Donald Trump had over 30 million people watch his. So think about that. And President Biden is supposed to be the, the most elected president, the, the most voted for president in all of American history. And 10 million people watched it. On, yeah, it's just... It, anyway, and Anisha, he invited a bunch of people, but he did not invite... Certain people did not come. I'll put it that way. Interesting, huh? And Adonijah invited all his brothers, the king's sons, and all the royal officials of Judah, but he did not invite Nathan or Benaniah or the mighty men or Solomon, his brother. See, Solomon was the actual king who David chose to be on the throne. But what was the problem is David himself, King David, he was an older man. He was, I like what they say, he was advanced in years. So don't call anybody old anymore. Oh, you're just advanced in years, brother. And he was so cold that he, he couldn't keep warm, and so they, they had to get him blankets, and they eventually found the, this, this girl named Abishak, and, and she would keep him warm at night because he could never keep warm. But what was he? He was, a, he was a king who, I believe, held on. We talk about boundaries and time and space, but he held on to his kingship for too long, and he should have released it to his son earlier. And this is something we talked about at our Bible school this week, how We've got to see there's boundaries in both time and space. And when we exceed the, the boundary of our time where we should be in a position, it causes uh, everything around to go into chaos. And that's exactly what David did. He should have withdrew himself as king and, and declared the rightful son to be king. But he failed to do that. And because he failed to see that there are, there are boundaries in both time and space. And what has happened, what had happened at this point, because David was, was uh, slack in, his, in doing this, his job, his position, that one of his other sons said, hey, I will be king. And he and began to get a coup and a group of people that said, hey, I am now the new king. And they followed him. And they did the inauguration and everything. But suddenly, and uh, we see this in 1 Kings 1.11, it says, then Nathan said to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, have you not heard that Adonijah, the king 
Uh, Adonijah, the son of Haggith, has become king, and David, our Lord, does not know it. So this is the time for us as the church. Yes, the church is being undermined, but the church needs to understand her role in this season. Amen? That's what we need to do. It's like, okay, God, what's our role in this season? And are you ready to step into that role? We're going to get his peace, and we're going to be sent in this season. So what happens here is we have Nathan the prophet comes and he speaks to Bathsheba and he says in 1 Kings 12, he says, now therefore come, let me give you advice that you may save your own life and the life of your son Solomon. Go in at once to King David and say to him, did you not, my Lord King, swear to your servant saying, Solomon, your son shall reign after me and he shall sit on my throne. And uh, 1 Kings 1.13, I love this question. Why then is Adonijah king. How many have said that this week? Why is Biden the president of the United States? That's what I've been saying. Like, why? Okay. And friend, I'm going to tell you, there's something inside of me that says, God, you're about to do something big. I'm, I'm good with this. I'm not angry. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not offended uh, because I know that, that God's big and he, he's able to do something. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, what's, what's the shift for us? I'm actually kind of excited, okay? Because I know he's going to do something good through us. I don't know what it's all going to look like in the end, but I want you to be encouraged. Like maybe God's just shifting us in this season. But you know, I, I say that because you know, this was something, as a story that we can see happened in the past, and here we're seeing it happen again, and we see you know, Bathsheba is in, and there's a few of them that begin to talk among themselves like, what should we do? <laughs> what should we do? Now, it was prophesied uh, in 1 Chronicles 22.9. And the Lord said to David, Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. I will give him rest from all his surrounding enemies. For his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quiet to Israel in his days. Now, it's interesting because our verse for the year, John 20, 21, okay, talks about the peace that God will give us. But Solomon, his name, Solomon means peace. That's what his name means. That's why the Lord named him Solomon because he said he will be giving us peace and quiet. And friend, I think it's time that we stop believing for just four years of peace. We start believing for 40 years. Like think about like, we're limiting ourselves, I believe. And also, it has, to, it has to happen is for the church to understand her role, recognize we're being undermined in this season, but we see it, and we're talking about it, and I'm, I'm talking about it. And guess what? I don't have to be right, okay? I don't have to be right in my political views or my stances, but I'm just giving it to you as I get it. And hopefully, it's from the Lord. But when we look at this story, it's such a picture of what we're facing in the now. And it says this in 1 Kings 1.15, So Bathsheba went to the king in his chamber. Now the king was very old and a bit, hard name, all I can say is, was attending to the king. By the way, Shunammite actually means those who help others sleep. Isn't that amazing? So she actually brought comfort to David and helped him sleep and uh, not be cold. Let me just give you this little information. Best heat in the world, body heat, Second best, wood heat. Okay? Just so you know, you're welcome. Here we go. 
So Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, goes into her husband, the king, and um, she's being counseled of what to do. And uh, we have to remember that there are times when we need to go before God and make these declarations. And so, I, and I know there's been a lot of the prophetic about uh, Donald Trump remaining in office, and that didn't come to pass the way many of us thought that it should be. And I personally believe that it's not, that's not false prophecy. That's just declaring what someone sees and what God's intentions are. And, you know, the enemy is going to rise up and try to thwart everything that God has spoken. I mean, there has been words from trusted prophets. I trust them. I, I, again, I'm not saying I know it all, but there's trusted prophets that I highly respect that are, that are uh, have prophesied about Trump's position. And there's others that haven't. And, and I'm good with that. I'm not here to say we should make them repent or recant what they've said because I believe it, it's been God's will and I believe we should continue to declare those things and speak those things. And this was the word of the Lord. And it's, and it's time that we recognize our position in prayer, that we have the ability and the authority to change things through our words. And prayer does that. You remember the story where the guy tells it, he, he, his friends come and visit, to, visit him late at night, and so he has to go over to his uh, neighbor's house, and he knocks on the door, and he says, hey, I need some bread. And then the voice on the other side says, go away. And like, this is a picture of prayer. How many have ever felt like that in prayer? Like, okay, God, I need, I need. And all of a sudden you're like, go away, what? And because he's training us to be persistent in prayer. <laughs> he's, tra he's training us to keep knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking to the guy says, Give that guy some bread because he won't leave me alone. And the Bible says this in Luke chapter 11. And Jesus is teaching his disciples on prayer. And he says he will not give him the bread because he's his friend. But he will give it to him because of his persistence. You see, God's calling us that we're not going to get stuff just because we have relationship with him. But we're going to get it because we're persisting. Come on. Huh. And man, this is the time we're persisting. It is. I mean, this is hard now, isn't it? This is hard to persist. This is like we're building the ark and it's never rained before and everyone's looking at us like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> you know, but that's where persistent comes. You know, and we don't have to, I don't have to be right, but I'm going to be persisting. I'm going to stand on the word of the Lord and I'm going to believe and I'm going to keep believing because that's honorable to God. I may look like a fool in the end, but I don't care. Man, I, maybe I need a little more. Maybe I need to look like a fool a little bit more. I don't know, but it's okay. And so, you know, when they go in, you know, this is what the church was talking about. Like, okay, Bathsheba and them, what, what we're going to do. And so Bathsheba bowed down and paid homage to the king, and the king said, what do you desire? And she said to him, verse 17, my lord, you swore to your servant by the Lord your God, saying, Solomon, your son shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. And now, behold... Adonijah is king. He had the inauguration. Although you, my lord, the king, do not know it. So what does she do? She goes in and informs him, this is what's going on. What are you going to do about it? And this is what I believe prayer is all about. Is we go share God like this is not the way we saw it to happen. This is not confirming the word that you said, that we heard, and that we believed was going to happen. Something else is going on. So what do we do? Do we accept Adonijah as king? We declare, long live Adonijah the king? Or do we go plead before the king and say, Lord, we heard something different. 
we heard something different. Now, that's up to you how you want to go forward with that one. I'll tell you, I'm not saying long live Adonijah. I'm not going to say that. Okay, so, and then she says, And now, my Lord, the king, the eyes of all Israel are on you. Tell them who shall sit on the throne, my Lord, the king, uh, after him. Has this thing been brought about by my Lord, the king, or have you not told your servants? And they're just like, Lord, we don't know what's going on. And so they, they're pleading with King David. And again, King David, his, uh, his, he's probably stayed, he's undercover, okay? He's been, he's, he's got his mind on other things. And uh, now they're stirring him up to do something. And this is the season where we say, God, arise. God, arise. Scatter your enemies. This is a season where we face the facts of what this administration looks like. We face the facts. Uh, I would encourage you not to listen to news, not to get off, you know, the, those sites. Go with the sites that we've given you. There's just not, there's a good spirit about them, you know. It's not depressing you. And just say, hey, I'm just, it doesn't matter what they, they say. I don't believe the news anymore. I don't know about you. And uh, I believe the good news. And spend time in his face, in his book, first of all. And man, I'll tell you, we, we need to be fresh. And God, what are you saying? What are the prophets saying? And just be, in, encourage yourself. Because uh, this, this is new territory for us. It's a great opportunity for the church. So the last thing, first thing we said, the church is undermined. Now the church is getting understanding. But I'm going to tell you, in this next season, they've, they have underestimated the church. All right? You've underestimated the church. You've underestimated the prophets. You've underestimated the authority that we carry that we can call down fire from heaven. <laughs> You've underestimated uh, the, the weather changes that can happen as we declare. You've underestimated us. And we're going to look at this and say, no, God, we're standing and we're waiting to see that you've just wait, awoken a sleeping giant. Okay, come on. <laughs> huh. oh, Psalm chapter 2, the Lord and his anointed one laugh at the plans of their enemies. Can we just laugh? Come on. <laughs> and I would encourage you, every time you see a little news brief come out, just laugh. Just laugh. I'll tell you, that, that irritates the enemy so bad. You know, in those movies where the guy comes in and says, I'm going to wipe you on the ground. And the guy goes, ha, <laughs> That's, that's what I love. Because I think a lot of times as Christians, when we hear this stuff, we get, you know, we get this anger instead of this. Go, <laughs> I just encourage you, it's a lot healthier, okay? So laugh when you see some of the stuff that's going on. And not that uh, we don't take it seriously, but our laughter is actually very serious and we're coming into alignment with Yahweh and his anointed one, when we laugh at the plans of the enemy, we're actually coming into alignment with heaven. We're not saying we don't care and it's frivolous. What we're saying is, uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, that's not a good plan right there. So the church has been underestimated. And we read this, and the king swore, David, he's declared this, as the Lord lives who has redeemed my soul out of every adversary, as I swore to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, Solomon, your son, shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place. Even so will I do this day. Here we have 
Adonijah already did the inauguration. But David rises up and says, "Uh uh-uh, my son who was prophesied to sit in my place will sit there. That's what David arose and said. And it says this, so Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaniah, had Solomon ride on King David's mule and brought him to Gihon. And there Zadok the priest took the horn of oil from the tent and anointed Solomon. Then they blew the trumpet and all the people said, long live King Solomon. Amen? Again, remember what had happened here is a picture of what I believe is going on all around us. And it's important that what we congratulate, what we speak in this season, I believe it's, it's key right now. And it's what we, the way we talk to God and it's the way we speak things out. Because we find that at the very moment that, that uh, they inaugurated the real king and the true king, that fear entered the enemy's camp. And I believe we have to continue to expose the unrighteousness that has happened in our government, that has happened over this last, since November 3rd. We have to expose it. We have to call it out. Because right now the enemy is just trying to distract us and to point to other things that have happened. You know, January 6th was just shenanigans there, and it's just been blown out of proportion by the news. This is like Jezebel stealing Naboth's uh, vineyard. You can look at that story, and you can see all those allegories right there. But we, as the church, they've underestimated the church, and now the church is going to rise up. We're not going to be lambs. We're going to be lions. We're not going to back down. We're going to step forward because we have the peace of God. He's going to call us to go places and to speak things that we are totally unqualified for, that we're out of our realm, that we're going to offend people, and that's all right. You know, I'm not going to offend people, but I'm going to speak. And I'll tell you, every time someone like criticizes me or comes at me, they get on my prayer list. So if you want me praying for you, no, just kidding. <laughs> so I'm serious. But, you know, they come after me. I'm like, I'm praying for you now because I'm just irritating the enemy. I'll tell you. And it's, we're responding in love. We're not responding in, in anger. We're just responding in love. And we're declaring what we know in our heart that God has spoken to us and we're not going to back down. I love how they blow the trumpet, and I love it, and it says, and as the people in 1 Kings, it says, and all the people went up after him playing on pipes and rejoicing with great joy so that the earth was split by their noise. Think about the rejoicing that took place that as Solomon came and sat, the man of peace that came to rightfully sit on the throne. And this is what I see now is that we have an administration who has not been rightfully seated there, has not been inaugurated by the Lord to sit there. And we're just going, wow. How do we respond to that? But I will encourage you, I will not bless it. I will not congratulate it because God's not behind it. And I look at that and I, th- I think they know it too. So, If you get upset with me that I'm not blessing it, it's okay. If you want to bless it, you can bless it, but I wouldn't because I only bless what I feel like God is behind and what's legitimate. So Jonathan, I'm sorry, then Adonijah hears the news. And uh, it says he he was hoping someone to come. They're doing the inauguration, 
And Jonathan walks in and he says, brother, you have good news for me. And he says in 1 Kings uh, 148, no, for our Lord King David has made Solomon king and Solomon sits on the royal throne. Then all the guests of Adonijah trembled and rose and each went his own way. See, what is it going to take? It's going to take the fear of God to strike our nation. That's what it's going to take. And I believe that there's going to be signs and wonders and unexplainable things as we, as the local church, begins to make some noise. All right? And it's not a noisy riot. It's a holy riot. That when we begin to invade our community with faith and with love and with signs, wonders, and miracles, then the fear of the Lord is going to hit our governmental leaders. And, you know, and it pray, I mean, we pray that they come to the knowledge of Jesus, that the fear of the Lord hits them. But if not, you know, you're either going to be a blessing or an example. You're going to be a blessing if you follow the Lord, or you're going to be a, a sign and an example of what happens when you don't. That's the choice. And we have to say, hey, what do you want? I want to be a blessing. I want, to, I want people to look at my life and see, man, that's, that's what happens to a life of a person who fears the Lord and follows the Lord. Remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So you may look at some people and say, man, you're just bold and you just keep talking and saying things, but that's the fear of the Lord. We fear the Lord. And the fear of the Lord needs to be imparted. So anyway, Psalm 68.1, I'm almost done here. The Bible says, our God shall arise. Let's say, God arise. <laughs> Let his enemies be scattered. Let's say it again. God arise. <laughs> Let his enemies be scattered. Come on, one more time. God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Yeah, come on, give God a shout of praise. Come on, let's stand together. Let's stand, and as we close, I just want to just pray the blessing of God. Um, so, Father, I thank you. Thank you that, Lord, this year we pray, God, for the supernatural peace that crushes chaos will be on your people in this season. And, God, that as you begin to send us, we thank you, God, that we will say yes, Lord. We will go when you say go, Lord God. And I thank you for what you're doing in this season, that this is a new season for the church, that you've called us a new breed in this time. And God, that you said, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Not this, this light stuff, but the heavy anointing of peace rests upon you. Come on, just stretch your hands out. I just want to release the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the chaos crushing the mass destruction, authority, and power of peace, the shalom of God, that you will be greeting one another this year, not with, hey, how are you? Hey, nice to see you. But this year's greeting is going to be shalom, peace to you. Shalom, peace to you. When you say hello, you say shalom. When you say goodbye, you say shalom because there's a new peace that's going to rest on the body of Christ. And we're going to watch chaos get destroyed wherever we walk and whatever we do. And fear of man is going to be a thing of the past. Come on. Fear of man. It's, it went out in the 80s, I'm telling you. We're going to fear the Lord in this season. And we're going to embrace Him and walk with Him. 
And His peace is going to rest upon us in a mighty way, in a new way. And so, Father, we thank you so much for the shalom of God that we receive today as you send us out. We bless you, God. We love you. Can we give God the biggest shout of praise? Come on. Thank you for listening to Gateway Church's Sermon of the Week. Make sure to follow us on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And for more information, videos, sermons, or events, check out our website at igateway.org. Thank you and have a blessed week.